and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have one very energetic human being, Emily Hirsch. Emily is an industry-leading Facebook ad manager and sales funnel strategist who works with entrepreneurs such as Marie Folio to grow their businesses and generate revenue using proven Facebook and sales funnel strategies. She has built a top-level team of strategists, copywriters, graphic designers and marketers to help remove the overwhelm and provide creativity that converts, allowing entrepreneurs to step into their zone of power. Emily dropped out of college and now has a million-dollar business because she didn't have time to go to school and build a business, plus be the mother of her children. She shares how she went against what everyone else was telling her to do. Instead, she followed her gut. And this is one piece of advice she shares. Always listen to your gut and never do things because society or other people think that is the way they should be done. As soon as Emily was open to the possibility of working virtually and online, she knew she could work as hard as possible to get to where she wanted to be. Everything Emily knows was self-taught or learned through experience. If she had finished college and majored in business, she would have invested $50,000 plus on her degree and would not be where she is today with a million dollar brand. It's now time to tune into this one very energetic and very empowered woman of inspiration. Enjoy. So this morning, we have a very special guest for you all the way from California, Emily Hirsch. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I shouldn't say morning because it's really your Friday afternoon, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. So we were just having a chat. Emily has actually come to Australia. She's uh, just in November last year. What were your thoughts? I loved it. Yeah, we got to go all over. Um. I really was impressed with Brisbane, actually, and it was funny because a lot of the Australians I knew were like, oh, it's boring there, but I was really impressed with, like, the transportation and the the holes. I liked it more than Sydney, actually, and then um, we went, to, went up to Cairns and went to the Great Barrier Reef, and so obviously that was really cool, too. Oh, absolutely, but you should come to Melbourne next time. Yeah, that's the only one we, we didn't get to do. That That's on the list for next time for sure. Excellent. So, Emily, when we start the show, we always love to really get to know our woman of inspiration. So for our listeners, let's unpack Emily uh, Hirsch and let's uh, hear your unique story. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so um, I'm young. I'm only 23, and I – 
basically start, I guess I'll start at the, I mean, I've always been an entrepreneur since I can remember. It's been, you know, something that I tell people is in my blood. So I'm sure a lot of other entrepreneurs can relate to that. Um, but I started my online business and has rapidly grown in the last three years uh, when I got pregnant with my son, because it was, that was my biggest motivation was to find a solution to where I could work and support us and then also not have to leave him in daycare. Um, so I started my online business just over three years ago. He's turning three this weekend and just started as a virtual assistant, like really didn't even know it was going to turn into a big business. It was just like a way to make some money. It was like $18 an hour. Um, and I've just since grown it to a marketing agency. Um, we had a million dollars three months ago and I have 18 team members now. So it's definitely a big company. Um, and that's all happened in three years. I now have two kids and it's been a very wild, crazy ride. <laughs> wow, that's super amazing at your age and having such a very big, successful business. How did that happen? Talk us through that. Um, I, I don't <laughs> – I'm very driven. I'm very driven. I also love what I do, and I also think that when I became a mom, like I basically, you know, I say like my business was born and my son was born at the same time. And it became this thing I could work on that wasn't being a mom. So it was also a way that I could like keep my identity my own, have my own project. So what happened was like I was able to put a good amount of time and energy into it. And I mean, I think my business has grown so quickly and how that happened is because of the work I put in. I worked really hard and, and was willing to consistently just show up. And I, you know, did, a, I've done everything that my team members do. So it's not like I just started and was like, I'm just going to hire everyone and build a business and sit back and, you know, let it go. I mean, I've been in the day to day in the trenches and, and just like kept on trying to improve and grow. Um, but also relationships. Like I think I've, I've, very well leveraged relationships with other entrepreneurs because we deliver a great product. And that's, you know, I pretty much run my company on referral basis now. So I don't have to do a lot of marketing and we're pretty well known. We just did Marie Forleo's launch. And um, that's been a huge contributing factor too, is just getting to know people and building relationships and then delivering a good product. So you have great testimonials. Wow. How did you get that one? That's a big one. Marie Forleo is huge. Yeah, it was a referral. It was a referral from from a copywriter who heard about me from somebody else. So it was just again like you can't plan an exact perfect funnel to land that type of a client. That so, you know, it just really comes down to relationships. And obviously, from that, I've built out some other really amazing relationships because of that client. That's fantastic. So I'm curious, Emily, how did you find your tribe? Did you do it through Facebook, or how did you do it? Yeah, definitely. Through, I mean, when you're virtual, I think that's a lot of times how it happens. I, I don't have a lot of I've met some people like locally. Um, I don't, don't have a lot of entrepreneurs around here. Um, but I, I did find Facebook groups like maybe six months after I started my business as a virtual assistant and I just started meeting people and I have tons of friends all over. Um, and it's pretty cool because you travel somewhere and you know, like a bunch of people in that city, especially the bigger cities. Um, so I feel like a lot of my friends are are virtual and through Facebook groups. And I'm in two masterminds too. That's over the last year, I've been a part of two high-level masterminds, which has been another probably contributing factor to the growth I saw over the last year is just surrounding myself with business owners that are at my level or higher um, has been great too. 
So for our entrepreneurs that are listening to this show right now, is that something that you would recommend for them to do is to actually join up some Facebook groups and some mastermind groups? For sure. Yeah. Like I said, relationships were a big part of my growth. And I think as soon as I just even started joining free Facebook groups, like when I was just starting out as a virtual assistant, I was able to sign quite a lot of clients just from doing that and talking to people and um, building relationships. So absolutely, whether it's a free group or a paid program or you build your own, um, I think it's extremely valuable. Mm, So talk us through a paid program. Well, like I'm in a part of two paid mastermind programs with coaches. Um, I'm in Russell Brunson's inner circle and then Alex Sharfin's mastermind. And that's obviously where you get like higher level coaching. But then also what comes with that is you're in this group with like 50 other entrepreneurs. Um, and we have been to some like those include live events. So that's pretty cool because we get to go and meet up with with each other and meet each other in person and go to the event. I feel like sometimes too, when you're in a paid program, you show up with a little bit more investment because you invested in it versus just like if I was to form, I wouldn't personally form my own mastermind because that's not who I am. I'm not really good at that, like coordinating all that and doing that for free. But um, some people do like accountability groups and they love that. Um, But the, the masterminds I've been a part of were like a coaching program, basically. I'm still in both of them. They're a year long program. Mm. Well, and how much do, if you don't mind me asking, how much is a paid program just for our listeners as well? Well, I mean, it varies a lot, but these two are definitely higher level. Um, Russell Brunson's is 25K for the year and Alex Sharfin's is 36 or 48. I think he might have raised it for the year. So I pay for both of those. Um, but they're they're all like million dollar plus business owners in them too. So that community is super valuable. I've definitely gotten clients in there, but more than that, like when you surround yourself with people who are where you want to go in business and life, it's just, they say, you know, you're, you're like the people you surround yourself with. And I just think that's super powerful, especially as you go up the ladder in your business, it gets more and more lonely because you don't have people at that level just, you know, sitting around who have time to talk because we're all really busy running busy businesses. So that alone is very valuable as well as getting mentors and coaches who can help me. Like, for example, um, Alex Sharfin, he knows how to grow teams. And that's something that I really needed support with is like I started out as this freelancer all by myself and I had no idea how to grow a team and have systems and operations and processes. And so I've been working a lot on that over the last six months. And and I think that was a, a, an amazing decision to decide to get help with that because I don't know how to do it. Mm, I love that. And so do you get any one-on-one time or it's just like you're, you've got 50 people in the group and you'll just meet up once a week for an hour or two and uh, whatever the topic is discussed at that time or is there some uh, – do you have to do after any sort of work uh, prior to your meeting or after your meeting? Um, obviously, like it varies with the different – programs i've i've seen some with one-on-one time with these we get voxer support i'm not sure if you know what voxer is but it's the walkie talkie app um so we get voxer support from both of those two coaches and then um in alex's you get an initial one-on-one call uh but you don't get like weekly one-on-one calls or anything like that but the voxer access is great because you can just it's basically you can send voice messages or text messages back and forth and you have that channel. So whenever something comes up, I can ask a question and it's honestly a lot more efficient. I think as I grew my business to the seven figure level, I didn't, 
I don't have time like to do a weekly coaching call or something with, with somebody. Um, it's more efficient to actually do just Voxer messages, but there are definitely like several out there that you get one-on-one time or you can just get one-on-one time. I mean, it depends what you want, um, to invest in. Mm. So for our listeners, talk us through your business a little bit. What are some of the services that you offer? Yeah, so we do primarily done for you Facebook ads. Um, and with that comes Instagram ads because they're connected. We also do like over overall sales funnel strategy. So mapping out that customer journey on how a business is going to take a lead who doesn't know who they are and then turn them into a sale, whatever that means for that business. So mapping that customer journey out. Sometimes we do even offer like building it. So building the landing pages, writing the emails. Um, I've got a full team. So I have like copywriters and designers and ads managers on my team. And we offer that service, both the strategy and the implementation for clients. I love it. And what would the client, uh, or does it vary from a cost perspective? Do you have different levels? Yeah. I mean, we have different levels depending on how much you really need to drive traffic to. So like how many ad campaigns, um, but it's usually between two to $3,000 a month retainer. Mm. And how uh, successful are the Facebook ads? Because we've all, it's, it's, as I was saying before, it's interesting. We don't talk a lot of, about, about Facebook on the show, yet it is one of those pain points where I know some of the entrepreneurs when we catch up and some businesses have actually invested a lot of money in Facebook ads and their return on investment is probably uh, not as high as they expected. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I think Facebook ads are one of the most effective marketing strategies when done right because everybody is on Facebook or Instagram. So chances are your ideal customer is scrolling Facebook or Instagram. Um, what's important is what happens at, like after they see your ad. So do you have the proper strategy in place? Like some companies who don't know about marketing, they'll just like put, you know, $10 behind boosted posts and hope that it results in customers or sales when there needs to be like a much more in-depth strategy behind like, okay, I'm going to show people ads to this opt-in and then what's going to happen after that. Um, so that has to be in place. And then they're basically, if you want people to see your content these days, like they're a hundred percent necessary because if you post on Facebook, you know, organic reach is like pretty much not there for business pages. So nobody's going to see your stuff. So you have to have like Facebook's obviously set it up that way, but you have to have some sort of ad spend to even reach new people. So I think they're effective just bottom line because people, your ideal client is most likely there. Mm. And then uh, what are the, some of the things that you like, what's your step-by-step process? What is the, 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 you know, there's, uh, there's, you're saying if it's done right. So what does that look like if it's done right? Well, first you have to have the mapped out customer journey. And so for a lot of our clients, that's like different levels. So first we'll do things like Facebook Live and just value content. And we will purposely put that in front of their ideal client through targeting so that they can start to build a relationship and build the like and trust factor with them. And then maybe the next step is you send them to a webinar or a lead magnet where they can basically give you your name and their name and email address. And then they're technically like in your funnel. Um, they join your email list and then maybe they go on a webinar and you teach them something and then you pitch your product or your service to them. Um, that's an example of something we do for a lot of our clients. A lot of our clients sell digital products or services versus like e-commerce. Um, but those are, and then, you know, we can then show Facebook ads specifically to the people who signed up for their webinar and we can direct them to the product at that point. So it's not just a matter of like, let me just boost this post and hope we can find somebody. It's, it's, 
intentionally showing people content based on what they have either seen before. Mm, so obviously it starts with Facebook Live for them to connect with that individual and build relationships. Yeah, I mean, that's one way for a lot of our clients, Facebook Lives or videos or blogs or some sort of posts, like think of what you would just, you know, think to post on social media that you want people to see, but actually putting ad spend behind those so that it reach, reaches the exact person that you want that you can find through targeting. Mm, I love that. So if there was, uh, what would be that one piece of advice you would give an entrepreneur or a business if they want to embark on a completely different direction? Um, like with their marketing or their business in general? Um, both actually, marketing and business. Well, I would say, A, make sure it feels right for you, like whatever you decide to do. And I see that a lot where people do pivots or rebrands and they decide they want to offer this because they, you know, it feels like that's their calling, right? And so we should all be that, that should be our bottom line motivation is like what what we're driven to do um, shouldn't just be money, but it should be what are you what do you put here to do and what feels like that. So make sure that's in alignment if you're going on a different direction. And then really just like consistency with putting yourself out there, I think is really important. And sometimes I think people get caught up in like, okay, I need to have, you know, all these things in place before I can launch my website or whatever. Um, and just, you might be able to just start getting on video and start sharing your message or, um, I don't know what all the listeners do here for jobs or for their business. Um, but just get started and then be consistent about it and then leave room for changes in the path. Cause sometimes you have to go through an experience before you, you know, make a decision, you know, three years ago, I wasn't like, Oh, I'm gonna have a marketing agency. I was like, I'm just going to be a virtual assistant and I'm going to learn how to do this stuff. And then over time, that kind of evolved. So and that was my path. But I didn't have to have that plan three years ago before I could launch my business. Right. And so, I mean, um, that goes back to there's a couple of things that kind of so you can't you went in as a virtual assistant, but then you saw that there was a need so rather than having a product first, you actually found that there was a need within the specific niche that you work with and then build your business around that. Yeah. So I was a virtual assistant and I started doing Facebook ads for my clients as a virtual assistant. And obviously I was like super cheap because I was a virtual assistant and I was like, wow, I'm really good at this and I really enjoy it. And I like the higher level marketing mind. Like I'm really good at seeing the path for a customer and thinking innovatively about how we can market to people. Um, so I just slowly started tra like moving to just doing that. And it was maybe in the last year and a half that I've only been doing Facebook ads. And then from there, it was like, well, I can only do so much. So I need to grow my team. I need to have more people so I can continue to grow my business. Cause you get to that place where you're like, I can't, you know, take on anymore. So I'm going to just stay here or I can keep growing by growing a team. Mm, absolutely. So, and then how do you stand out amongst the crowd? I mean, you're talking about Facebook ads and Facebook live. How do you uh, stand out? Well, I mean, I, I, spend money on ads to get my things seen. So that's one way. Um, how do you stand out as you be yourself? And so you put your own spin on things like what are you good at? So we have very much branded like what we call the Hirsch process. And it's the way we, we do advertising and marketing for clients. I also obviously stand out now because of the names that we've we've marketed for and run ads for. Um, so I just work really hard to build that reputation. Um, so it's, it, it's, I think 
at the end of the day, it's like consistently showing up with a unique spin. So like you don't ever want to start a business where you're trying to completely copy somebody else who was successful because there's no way you could ever stand out with that. You know, it has to feel like you and, um, you know, it will show in your, in what you do if it doesn't. Mm. Yeah, I think authenticity is very important. So often, you're right. There's so many people they uh, want to start a business because they, you know, aspire to be like this individual. Dive into it, and they don't connect with it because it's not truly who they are. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I'm looking, at, Emily. You're so young, 23 years old. So what's been your greatest lesson thus far? Oh, that's a good question. Um. My greatest lesson, I think, is to – my greatest lesson is that there's no such thing as, like, a perfect balance and business. So I feel like I've learned over time – I have this personality of, like, you want to just go and make everything perfect, right? So it's, like, exactly, you know, you've got the business, the team is set up, and I've got this balance as a mom and a business owner, and it's perfect schedule – And I've learned that it's like, it's supposed to always be evolving. So we might have to hire a new person and it's not as soon as we hire that person, then my business has made it and it's perfect. It's like, we're going to keep having to evolve to the next level and what we have to do. So accepting that and knowing that that's the way it is. And then also knowing that with like balancing mom and business is whatever balance looks like for me is maybe not what it looks like for another person. And so creating that schedule and what works for my kids and myself and my family for myself versus like doing it for somebody else. For a long time, I was like, oh, I have to, you know, stop work at this time. And that's what so-and-so is doing. And I, I need to do this. And I've instead crafted kind of what works for us. Um, and so learning that like you can, you can create that and then be okay with whatever that looks like and then let it evolve, like let it change. Don't set yourself with this one, the way that something is supposed to be. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's got to be what works for you. And if you can intertwine it into your life uh, to create that balance, then go for it. And you don't need to actually work how others, I'm the same. I have to do, you know, I was the same as you. I had to finish at a certain time. I wasn't allowed to work on these certain days. And if anything, it caused even more stress. Whereas now I just intertwine things um, according to what I have planned. It's so much easier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the other thing that we love to ask our woman of inspiration, Emily, is pain points because we believe that every business, an individual, entrepreneur has pain points. What would be one of your biggest pain points and how do you uh, move forward with it? So in business, like growing a team is definitely one of my biggest pain points that I continually like have to evolve and struggle with because you have to learn how to work with a lot of different personality types. Um, you have to learn how to have somebody else represent your brand. I'm still very much a personal brand, right? So when somebody behind the scenes is doing ad work, it's representing my name. Um, and that's really hard to like let go of that control. So learning how to do that has been a a big pain point. And it's still, there are definitely still days where I'll be like, I just want to go back to when it was just me. Like I'm going to quit. This is too much. Um, but the way I move through that is just seeing it's really rewarding to also evolve as a leader um, and learn how to manage people and, and be able to grow a company. And like, I love my team. Like I love family, you know, it's like filled with 
my team is a bunch of women who a lot of them are also been able to leave like a nine to five corporate job to be able to work for me and have the life that they want. So that's really, you know, one way that I move through that, but it's definitely a pain point all the time. Mm. <laughs> There's new levels of, of stress and, and things and problems that come up. Um, it feels like as you grow your team bigger and you get bigger in your business, like you spend most of your day just kind of managing people, <laughs> the team. Yep. Um, and then personally, like mom guilt is always probably going to be something that you, that I will have struggle with and go back and forth. Like, you know, have I done enough with the kids? And because for me, I have a pull, like I want to work on my business. It's like fuels me and it makes me feel productive and it gives me that purpose. And so I have that pull of like, I want to do that, but then I want to make sure I have enough time and then I might feel guilty if I didn't spend enough time with the kids. And the best thing I've, I've done a down hands down with that is just make sure that whatever I'm doing, I'm present. So when I'm with my kids in the afternoon, um, until they go to bed, you know, I'm not also checking email and, um, on social media or even on my phone, I'm very present with them. And then I've learned that like the quality over the quantity of time doing either really makes a difference in how you feel about like, did I do enough work or did I do enough with my kids? Oh, and I think that's the most important because I see so many, I'm going to be honest, I've seen so many women out there uh, who are in business and have children and are on their phone most of the time with the children. So I mm -hmm. think, you know, it's about quality. It's not so much about quantity. If you can be there being present, that's the best gift you can give your children. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I totally agree. So, Emily, the other thing I love to ask is what do you think is maybe some of the reasons uh, individuals or businesses fail to succeed? Um, I think that they want the success tomorrow um, and they are and they business is all about the long game. It's about, you know, growing and especially a small business like a lot of us don't have this big startup capital that we get from investors and, and ways to just go out the door with hundreds of thousands of dollars, we have to start just from work. And I think um, I see this a lot where somebody wants the result today or even in 30 days, that's not really possible. And then they give up and they're, they, you know, they don't, they don't see the, the long game. And I see that a lot, especially with marketing and how like over time, as you build your list and you build your brand and you build your visibility, that builds up more and more so that it's easier and easier for you to make sales because people have built a relationship. I mean, I have people on my list or on clients list who buy like a year after they signed up for something free, right? So it's all about that long game. Um, and I think people forget about that. And then the second thing to add to that is just consistency. I think people, a lot of times moms, especially I've, I see them treat their business as a hobby on the side that they'll get to in their free time. Um, because they have this kind of double standard of, I have to, you know, take care of the house and the kids and then also my business. And so if you don't put intentional time into it, that's like, this is a real business that I'm going to grow. Um, it won't grow. Mm. And and you see that um, quite often. I mean, I don't know if it's the same in California, but in Australia, you know, a lot of businesses do fail within that first 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. And when yeah. you're talking about ongoing, it's not just 12 months. It's it's consistent. Like how do you – I mean, because there's so much noise and there's so much out there now and people have got access to so many different platforms, it is about consistency. It's not just a 12-month program. It's how do we do it consistently and be in the f forefront of people's mind. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that comes down to like, what like, are you consistently putting out valuable content, really, for people to to connect with them? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I love to uh, uh, ask this qu- question: Who's been uh, your greatest influence? Because I think about, you know, I mean, I, I was going to ask you what advice would you give your younger self, but you are twenty three years old, and I, <laughs> I'm still amazed by what you have achieved, which is pretty awesome. Um, but who has been influencing you along your path? So I definitely will say my parents like were a huge influencer. I was the oldest of four kids and I definitely had a like high expectations for me and they've been an influence in, in a good way, but sometimes it was more like where I would go and do a different thing. And then they were an influence in me ultimately deciding, realizing that I could make the decisions for myself. You know, obviously I didn't finish college and I had a baby young and those are things that parents don't always, you know, want for their kids. And so it wasn't that they're like, yeah, you know, drop out of college <laughs> or like have a baby at 19. But I think like always holding me to a higher standard since I was young, probably um, even before I could remember has set me. So like that's how I live my life now is like, what can I do? How can I be more? How can I be better? Um, and so that that for sure influenced me um, mm. my whole life and, and set a foundation for me. And I think also when I listen to you speak as well, there's there's a big internal drive there. Mm-hmm. Massive. Yeah, absolutely. Have you always been yeah. like that? Yeah, oh, always. Yeah, I was like crazy as a kid. I was not like the other kids. <laughs> yeah. In a good way. Have a look at you now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's harder when you stand out in, in like middle school, for example, as a girl, as someone who wants to go and like run a business and actually do the homework and – couldn't stand to not do like productive things. But overall, yeah, I mean, now it's paid off. And now it's now it shows that I was exactly where I was supposed to be. But um, I've always been super driven. My dad is also the same. I mean, both my parents are my dad has had a business forever, too. um, So I grew up with that. But it's definitely uh, something you're born with. I think that level of drive. Mm, What's a piece of advice you'd like to leave for how, you know, 20 uh, 20 to 25 year old entrepreneurs, what's a piece of advice you'd like to give them? Um, I would say to listen to yourself and, and your gut and what you think is right to do, because I had so much pushback when I was building this business because I was young and I was not doing what society thinks you should do, which is be in college, get a job. I mean, even my dad, who was an entrepreneur, would tell me like, before I started my business, like I played the game and I did the corporate thing. And he did for like 10 years. And he'd tell me this and and people, you know, make you think that you have to fit into that box. And so if you have the drive to do otherwise, and that's honestly the key is you have to have the drive because a lot of what I've done is self-taught, right? So that's why I didn't need to go to college. And so I was able to teach myself if you have that ability and drive and like passion to do that, then go out and do it and just think of it as like, I'm going to prove to everybody else that I can do it because that's what I did. And a lot of what society wants us to do is created for the person who's going to go become an employee. So that's why they think you should go and do that. Um, But it's really, if you have the drive and the passion, then you can make it happen. Oh, I love it. The other thing, Emily, as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you? Um, Real, because even though we do 
you know, marketing, I think I have a personal brand that's very real. I have a lot of mompreneurs that are connected with me who like to see the journey of balancing both business and mom and wife. And so I show, you know, the good and the bad and behind the scenes. And I try to be really real um, without being just the highlight reels on my social media. Mm, I love that. And you are, you're very down to earth. And the other thing that we love to ask our woman of inspiration as we wrap up the show is to leave three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? Yeah. So the first one I, I tell like my students and everybody, just get started with what you want to do. Just consistently put time every day behind your passion. And if that's your business, then that's how it shows up. Um, and I, the second one I tell people is the consistency piece. So just get started and then be consistent. Like a lot of times if you are a mom or you have other things going on, maybe you even have a job right now while you try and build your side business, like set aside 30 to 60 minutes a day, um, in, to build this, to do what you're passionate about. And then I think the final thing would be, um, to make sure that you, that what you're doing feels right. I've learned a lot over the years of like, sometimes you have to say no to things that don't like fit what you want to do. Um, for example, like a client who isn't the right fit and you say no, and it feels like you're saying no to money, but ultimately that helps you build this like really powerful brand and business. So don't be afraid to say no and continue to do the things that like feel right for you because that's going to be different from somebody else. Mm, that's a tough one too, isn't it? Sometimes, especially when yeah. you're starting a business, you say yes to everybody and then sometimes right. there are those, uh, you know, customers that uh, just you knew right from the start didn't feel right but you went and said yes and then it's yep. it, it takes you twice as long to actually work through with them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, I love it. So um, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? Uh, my website. So Emily Hirsch, H-I-R-S-H.com. Um, I post regular blogs there. I have uh, Emily TV show that comes out every week. So that's the best place. Love it. Look, I'm like I said, I'm in awe yeah. with what you do and uh, especially at a very young age, very inspirational. So thank you so much for making the time to come on the show. And I'm sure you're I'm sure our listeners will be very inspired by listening to your this interview and what you do. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so very much. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.